Good afternoon, everyone. It's Dr. Niger again uh, with our next episode of Psychology Unplugged. Uh, thank you to all of our followers and listeners. Uh, it is an absolute pleasure and a privilege uh, that you guys have allowed us to come into your lives and your homes and your journeys with mental health uh, and have um, reached out to us on occasion, have flown out from uh, around the globe to come and see me for neuropsych evals. And many of you guys have had a chance to meet Julie as well for medication consultations. Again, we're not treating anybody individually over this podcast. We're just simply... Uh, Two individuals with a collective passion, a shared experience, um, and are blessed with the trainings, um, education, and experience really that uh, really cross all the disciplines of, of psychology and psychiatry from psychological and neuropsychological evaluations to psychotropic medication management and uh, treatment and uh cognitive behavioral therapy and, and different therapeutic modalities. So uh, a, a heartfelt thank you to all of us. And Julie is with me today. Um, we are doing our best to, what did you say? I'm with you every day. You're with, yeah, she's with me, with me every day, um, as am I with her. Um, so we are doing our best to limit the extraneous noise in the background, the chopping, and I find it ironic, the one that we chopped the most, I think Julie chopped the most, this year's with the noise again, chopped the most on was the sleep episode. <laughs> of all episodes, I think that was... But seriously? Uh, but seriously? <laughs> okay, Still so we, we, can't, we, we, we can't promise that we'll, we'll keep everything... Um, quiet but we'll do the best we can as we do this program very organically but i think we've gotten a little better with kind of coming up with topics and material to talk about during the week so uh at least in the united states this year uh this coming week we celebrate thanksgiving uh and an interesting fact about thanksgiving is we live in a town in massachusetts um which is uh duxbury d-u-x-b-u-r-y it's on the South Shore. And I remember when I first came to Massachusetts, uh, my father first came out for his first trip, and this is over a decade ago, uh, we went down to Plymouth to see Plymouth Rock. And you see this magnificent structure, uh, this ornate, um, I don't know what you'd call it, um, not a pergola, but this, just this structure. And then you look down, and you're kind of like, huh. That's it. <laughs> it's a stone. Uh, but just outside of Duxbury is a small island called Clark's Island, which is where the actual Plymouth Rock is. And they just took a piece of that and uh, put it down in Plymouth because that's what all the history books have told us. But the captain of the Mayflower, uh, Miles Standish, and his first mate, John Alden, they actually have towns in Duxbury. So I believe this is a... Uh, Duxbury is a very historical town. So without a history lesson, I wanted to, Julie and I wanted to do this episode uh, just about, uh, I did one on gratitude, but this one's more about Thanksgiving. And I, I think uh, with the the, psych, the sociological infrastructure of the way the world is at this point, um, this is a very apropos uh, title and episode because in an Amazon society, 
a, a me, 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 very egocentric society where um, all of our problems seem to be the most important. All of our issues seem to be forefront. Uh, we become very myopic. And uh, I can tell you as, as, as a medical professional that it, from the pandemic, I think it really forced people to slow their lives down and take a look at things, whether those things were things that they wanted to see and in a lot of situations, things that they did not want to see about themselves, their partner, their children. Uh, but I think, and, and again, anecdotally from working uh, through the pandemic for the grace of God and, and after the pandemic, I've talked to enough people to be confident in, in sharing kind of a collective summation that I think people started to realize uh, things that what things they took for granted. And uh, again, I, I succumb to this myself. I'm very extroverted, fast-paced, um, 90 miles an hour type of person. Um, you probably tell just by the tone of my voice, and you can tell by the tone of Julie's voice, we have very different dispositions. I think that's what makes our, our relationship and our marriage work and our professionalized work. But it also, you know, when you, when you, when you slow life down and uh, you just start to notice, and I, I, go, I, I said this in a few episodes ago when I was timing somebody and giving them a, an auditory or verbal learning test, and I'm looking at the app, my Apple Watch as it ticks down. And it was on my watch or my phone, one or the other. I, I, I just, it just was like a, one of those aha moments that Alfred Adler referred to. Is like I will never get this minute back, but it also kind of brought me to a mindset of how grateful I am that I have an iPhone that I could pretty much talk to anybody around the world. That's kind of almost, you know, if you go back like in a childhood, that's like you know, think about like the, like the Jetsons. Like, how could you talk to somebody across the globe? Uh, although I think when I was a kid, I was young. I think I tried to dig a hole to China. I can't remember you if I had an imaginary friend. No, I, I did not have an imaginary friend, but I think I did try to dig a hole to China when we first moved into our house, uh, second house as, as a kid. But uh, you know, back back to Thanksgiving, I I really think, and one of the things I love that my mother always did at Thanksgiving. Uh, and here again, here is another at Thanksgiving. We have uh, we have turkey and cranberry. We have stuffing. I'm always curious, like why do we not have this more than one time a year? Why is this the only time of year we have th th this specific meal? Uh, it's just an interesting thing. I've always thought about how many stoves are going off at like 2 o'clock, 1, 2, 3 o'clock, um, you know, at least in the United States where we, you know, where we celebrate Thanksgiving. But uh, my mom would always make us write something. Uh, she put a little piece of paper down on, on, on the dinner plates, and we would go around and talk about what we were grateful for and and thankful for and and I remember that and I and I try to incorporate that into our own family here with with Julie and and her kids and their their spouses and extended families um but I think this time of year you know it's, it does it does it take a specific holiday to make us reorient us to get into a certain mindset yeah, maybe sometimes it does um you know, I think, you know, life life comes to us all. 
um, the bills we have to pay, the work that we do, the you know the the, the daily uh, routines and and the the responsibilities that we all we all have. But I, I think you know from this episode was just taking a step back of independent where you are in your life, whether it is a spiritual journey, a relationship journey, a mental health journey. There, I think in the grand scheme of things, we have much more to be thankful for than we have to complain about. And it could be very innocuous things that we take for granted. The breath that we're able to breathe, the food that we're able to eat, whether that's food you have in your refrigerator or that's food you have from a shelter. Independent of that, your connection to God or something spiritual, something bigger than 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 yourselves. And I, and I think if we step back and, and take a look, you know, we could be grateful for all the material things that we have, the, the nice cars that we drive and the appliances that we have. And the clothes that we wear, the name brands that we have, uh, or the types of cell phones or the types of electronics. Yes, we can get caught up in all these material things, but I think if we, if we reorient ourselves back to a more existential, non-tangible um, orientation, I think it could help us to really start to prioritize, like, am I really complaining about the right things? Am I, is my life really as bad as I think it is? And, you know, in working with enough patients over the years, it, it's, it's been really helpful and transformative, whether it's Thanksgiving or not, to help them get into a, a reorient them to a sense of, you have, you know, what are you really complaining about? And yes, some things are legitimate. Some things are, are, are difficult. You know, am I, am, I, am I grateful that my father died of cancer? No, absolutely not. But am I grateful for the spiritual connection I have as uh, a human being that I still feel a sense of connectedness to him. Yes, I'm grateful for that. And in pain, there is beauty. And in pain, there is pleasure. And, and things that we don't necessarily choose or want to happen to ourselves or to, or to our loved ones, we can either, we can either walk, walk a life of misery and blame and self-loathing, or we can look for the goodness in everything. And that's something that I've tried to do on my journey in life is to look for the goodness in everything and, 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 and give gratitude and, and be thankful and be appreciative uh, for the things that we take for granted so often. And it, 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 it's strange. It's only when things are taken away from us that we, that we, that we have to go, have to get into this mindset. Say, gee, I wish I would have forgiven that person. I wish I wouldn't have held a grudge. I wish I would have said that. And, you know, the highway of regret is something that we all travel. And we all have one of those. And we also have a highway of hope and dreams, which lays all the possibilities and the opportunities. And I choose to walk that, that, that other highway of hope and dreams. But I'm still reminded by the highway of regret because we are none of us are immune to mistakes from the words we say or the words we don't say or the things we do or the things that we don't do. So it is really from a place of just reflection and self-orientation and, 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 and gratitude and, and, and a sense of thanksgiving. And it shouldn't take one day out of the year on a Thursday in November for us to sit down and, and, and have a, you know, this kumbaya moment. And, and then suddenly, you know, trip to fan sets in and you watch the football game and it all flies a bit away. And then, you know, you move on to the next holiday. 
So that's kind of like my general introduction in, in, into, I'm sure I'll pop back on again, but I know there's several things that Julie wanted to share. So I'm going to have her pop on. Um, are you done over there? She's in the spice cabinet. So here is my lovely bride, and I will let her take over. If you could see me now, <laughs> I'm still in my robe and my PJs. I just had coffee. We woke up late, and it's still morning. I was, up, morning. I was up before. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, there's a couple things that I wanted to just talk about as well. Um, of course, I, I do have some things that I want to share. Um, I totally... Um, I totally agree with everything that Cora is talking about, um, especially in regards to Thanksgiving. And I think that um, we try to practice a state of gratitude on a pretty consistent basis, um, but we're not perfect. We're human, just like all of you. Um, thank you again for <clears throat> your encouragement, um, your feedback. I'm working on that. <laughs> um, we get a lot of uh, feedback about well, some feedback. Some people like the noise in the background. They, they, people do say, we feel like we're with you, you know, because I'm cooking and making noise, but I am efforting in that area to try to keep it down. Um, but I do have the dishwasher going as we speak, just saying. Um, <clears throat> I want to also say that I am super grateful, not only for my family, um, my loved ones. Um, it's my son's birthday today, and you know he's he's a man, but he's still a boy to me. And um, I'm really, really excited and grateful that <clears throat> he lives down the street from me, um, as well as my daughter and my son and daughter-in-law. And I am truly grateful for them and our extended family. Um, I also. I'm still reeling from a wonderful time that I had yesterday with my old work family um, that dissolved because due to the pandemic. So we all worked um, in one office. Um, it was like a family that, you know, was so special. Um, I couldn't wait to go to work every day. And we all felt the same way. We're all like-minded people. Jen, Jen. Mary, Vanessa, and Donna. Um, I had the most wonderful time getting together with old dear friends and colleagues that are totally on the same page and wavelength in terms of talk about people that are just born to help others. They really care about the human race. And collectively, um, I just driving to meet them for lunch Yesterday, I was overwhelmed and brought to tears as I was driving on this, you know, really not great road. But I looked up and there were these beautiful clouds and they were just like kind of scattered all over the sky. And I thought to myself, this looks like a painting, you know, like how can people not believe in God? Um, but it was just a really magical day for me. And I'm just sharing that. And I'm so glad that I have rekindled um, and have maintained relationships with these really awesome people um, and dear friends, dear, dear friends, real friends. So that being said, um, I did want to share that. Um, I do want to read something. I probably 
figure you may have heard of this before, but I just love this thing and I'm just going to read it because I think sometimes we get confused about people who come in and out of our lives and, you know, the very people we think are there to stay forever, leave. Sometimes we don't know why uh, we find out in hindsight that, you know, maybe the answers at some point, but just, you know, sometimes, you know, there's that phrase, you know, when God closes the door somewhere, he opens the window, I find an another window, I find that sometimes it's more than just a window. Um, God is amazing. Um, and, you know, the universal source, if you don't believe in God, is amazing and brings, you know, so much love and light into our lives if we are open to it. Um, but so this is everything happens for a reason and I'm just going to read it and I'll try to, you know, not say too many ums. Uh, sometimes people come into your life and you know right away that they are meant to be there to serve some sort of purpose, teach you a lesson or help figure out whom you are or who you want to become. You never know who these people may be, but you lock eyes with them. You know that very moment that they will affect your life in some profound way. And sometimes things happen to you at the time that may seem hard at, at the time that may seem horrible, painful, and unfair. But in reflection, you realize that without overcoming those obstacles, you would never realize your potential strength, will, power, or heart. Everything happens for a reason. Nothing happens by chance or by means of luck. Illness, love, lost moments of true greatness and sheer stupidity all occur to test the limits of our souls. Without these small tests, life would be like a smoothly paved straight flat road to nowhere safe and comfortable but dull and utterly pointless. The people you meet affect your life. The successes and the downfalls that you experience can create who you are, and the bad experiences can be learned from. In fact, they are probably the most poignant and important ones. If someone hurts you, betrays you, or breaks your heart, forgive them because they have helped you learn about trust and who the importance of being cautious to whom you, you open your heart to next. If someone loves you, love them back unconditionally, not only because they love you, but also because they are teaching you to love and open your heart and eyes to little things. Make every day count. Appreciate everything you possibly can, for you may never experience it again. Talk to people whom you have never talked to before that and actually listen. Let yourself fall in love, break free, and set your sights high. Be vulnerable. Hold your head up because you have every right to do so. Tell yourself you're a great individual and believe in yourself, for if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will believe in you. Or I would add, people will believe in you even when you don't believe in yourself. And then you, you actually can grow and believe in yourself because of others believing in you. Create your own life and then go out and live it. Share this with anyone whom you believe has made a difference in your life. So there's another thing that I just also want to add. It's Charles Schultz, and I'm going to beat it up, but I'll mention it on another podcast. So Charles Schultz developed Peanuts, the character, you know, Charlie Brown and Snoopy and Lucy and the whole gang. And um, although they aren't really um, very prominent nowadays, they were... 
Sorry, that was Cora's alarm that just went off. Um, they aren't so poignant today, but they were for me growing up. Um, they were, it was a very, and Charles Schultz was a genius um, and a, a true comic, obviously, um, cartoonist and artist. But he, he said something once, and I'm going to butcher it, but I don't mean to, but he talked about, you know, he asked the question, who, who was the 100th president? Who won the Nobel Peace Prize? Name four people who won the Nobel Peace Prize. Name three people who won the Nobel, the Pulitzer Prize. Um, who won this award? Who traveled? Who explored this? Who discovered this? And all these, all these matter-of-fact, factual, historical things. And honestly, I when I when I was asked the question, when I read this, and I will read it to you when I find it. I was kind of looking for it today, but I couldn't find it. I really didn't know the answers and I felt kind of dumb, but he goes on to say, and I'm going to cry. <sighs> Sorry guys. <clears throat> Can you remember the first friend you had, the first teacher that believed in you? Can you remember the first person who lifted you up when you were, sad or in despair? Can you remember the most important people in your life? Gosh, I didn't think I was going to do this. But you know what, guys? It's important to remember those things. You know, I, I remember when I was growing up, I was bullied really bad. I don't know why I just was I trusted the world. I, I didn't understand, you know, meanness. I was, I think a nice probably a wimp, but I didn't know how to stand up for myself. And that was like nursery school, neighborhood, kindergarten, first grade. Even my teachers bullied me. I could, my teachers were mean and not all of them, but most of the, a couple of them. And then in second grade, the most wonderful new teacher entered our school her name was Miss Elkin, and I, I will never forget her as long as I live because she was so kind to me, but not only was she so kind to me, she was kind to every single child in her classroom. She loved us so much. She would hug us when we arrived. She would hug us when we left. She would make sure our coats were zipped, our mittens were on, our hats were on when we went out into the cold at recess. She told us every day how beautiful we were and how important we were and how much she loved us. And she she was just one of the most eloquent, giving, loving. She was love, period. Um, she died, um, but God rest her soul. But she was a beautiful human being. And I learned so much from her in the second grade. I learned that you have to be kind to everybody. Favoritism isn't really, it's easy to have favorites, but to be kind to everyone. And lastly, please, I'm going to post something on our Instagram later today um, that is, I think, really important to remember, kind of in a nutshell. Um, but lastly, what was I going to say? Oh. oh, so I know 
most of you are on Instagram and I mention Instagram a lot. Not that I post a lot. Personally, I don't post anything. I really just like to follow my kids and my loved ones and um, and all that. And the people that interest me. I've spoken about the people that I follow <clears throat> on previous episodes. Um, but, you know, I know I've watched um, the Instagram, like the little reels and like the TikToks, mostly reels, but or the TikToks about animals that just bring me to tears because I... Literally, I love animals so much. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like they make anything will make me cry involving an animal. But there is, there's like some, like some algorithm that I must have, you know, locked into where I get all of these amazing little reels of people who are like homeless. And there's this guy, it might be more than just one person who does these, because I don't really even know how to find this guy, but he just keeps popping up. And what he does is he approaches homeless people, people like literally homeless or or handicapped, severely handicapped, veterans, veterans men, women, um, in all different uh, settings, whether it's on the street or it's in a store or literally these people have nothing and what he shows talk about an act of kindness it's not even just him giving to these people he winds up giving them a lot like cash he he gives them a lot of cash in his hand and that's sort of like how he ends it the interaction but the most amazing thing you'll see on these reels and if i can post one i'll try on our instagram so you can at least have an idea is the beauty in the people that are homeless. It's, it's how they say, God bless you. It's how they say color doesn't matter. Religion doesn't matter. It's how, they, how wise they are. He, he approached one man who was sitting there eating something like a, it might have been a donut it looked like, and he had a little cup of coffee. And the guy, before he knew he had money with him and what his intentions were, he he went up to this man and he was sitting on this little blanket and all alone in this, it looked like the city. And he approached him and he said, I'm, I'm so sorry to bother you. I'm really, I just feel really hungry. And, um, and I, 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 and without a beat, the man who literally had half a donut moved over and petted the, the blanket next to him and and asked him to sit down and shared what he had and he had nothing but he shared with him and this guy just turned around and just gave him a bundle of thing and a wrapped up in a little piece of paper he didn't even like make this demonstrative you know gesture he just and then he he walked away and the man when he opened up the thing was lots of cash I guess and and he ran down the street after him, and it was just the most touching scene with all the shit on the air, with all the crap that we see on the news. And I just want you to focus on this because it's true beauty, and it's very healing to watch, and it gives me so much hope that there's so many people out there, including you guys, an act of kindness in a safe way, an act of kindness um, just makes the world go round. It makes you feel better. Just like I said, 
Studies have shown an act of kindness, receiving an act of kindness, increases serotonin levels. Giving, offering an act of kindness, increases serotonin levels by the giver, for the giver. Watching an act of kindness also increases serotonin levels. So if you're feeling down in the dumps, just remember someone always has it worse than you. And be so grateful for what you have. Because, and I'll post this later. I'm going to just read it out loud real quick. Um, Sorry. I'm sorry for my tears. I apologize. I did not plan this at all. Um, Do not spoil what you have by desiring what you have not. Remember what you now have was once among the things you only hoped for. Epicurious. Epicurious. God bless you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. We love you. And we are sending you lots of love and light and so much gratitude. Thank you so much, everyone. I know we're not pleasing everybody, but you know what? We're pleasing so many people. And um, you're really you're really giving us all of the motivation and in, in positive intention and just what you guys do makes our world go round. And thank you from the bottom of my heart. <coughs> Beautifully put, Julie. Um, so I think Julie said it um, Nailed it right on the head, and and I I don't know who this guy is, but um, Julie showed me some of these episodes, and it was really kind of transformative. Um, and uh, I don't even think he shows his face, and I don't think he he doesn't do it for um, gratitude or accolades. And I can remember one instance that was just just so natural to me, and I, I may have mentioned this in a podcast maybe like a year ago, but we were. Uh, I was putting gas in my car and a guy came up to me and he said, can you just put $5 in my truck? And I was like, sure. And I wound up filling his truck up uh, just because, grace of God, I have the ability to do that. And um, it it was was not even thinking twice. And and I, I attribute those values to... Uh, the wonderful parents that I had, uh, because my mother at Thanksgiving, you never know who was showing up besides the family. We would have strangers and homeless people, and um, she was just, you know, uh, probably is the most colorblind person in, in, in the figurative sense, that she just saw the goodness in everybody and my father as well. And I'm very grateful that those traits and um, qualities have rubbed off of me. But I remember giving that guy the gas and he came over to me with a pen and a piece of paper, like, can I have your address? And I didn't even have a, a thought, probably because I grew up in the city, so or lived in the city, didn't really bother me in Chicago, but I was like, no, just don't, don't worry about it. And, and the look on his face, and I didn't do it for that. And Julie was with me, but it was just, he had, he had tears running down his cheek. And I'm thinking, I just put gas in your car. But I think, you know, our, our the way our world is at this point, um, and especially, you know, with younger generations that have such a myopic view of the world and are addicted to 
uh, social media and the impact that that has negatively on mental health and and how fragmented of a world we are that you can't say anything without somebody becoming offended um, and everything is so polarized. I, I just think if you're using this episode and, and the platform that we have and the amount of people that follow us, um, we are just two people with a certain amount of knowledge that are doing our best to create awareness and legitimacy and, 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 uh, um, instilling a sense of hope because mental health is something that is, uh, we have devoted our lives to uh, pretty much seven days a week. Uh, my phone doesn't stop ringing, and I try to get back to everybody I can. And if I haven't, please continue to reach out to me because I eventually will. And it is through um, the feedback and the comments. Um, you know, you're never going to please everybody, but I think the vast majority of people do appreciate what we are doing. Um, so if you can just hit the pause button for a second, even if it is on Thanksgiving and take a look at what you do have and all the things that you are blessed with, uh, I'll try and figure out how to post, uh, those things that Julie mentioned onto our Instagram account as, um, we are still figuring that out. So until next time, um, and I mean this sincerely, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And I'm going to extend that because I say this every week. Take care of one another whether you know them or not. Because we, you know, this is back to the, you know, kind of the, you know, Carl Jung's notion that maybe we are not individual souls, but we are simply small parts of one larger collective souls, what he referred to as the collective unconscious. And no one grows up wanting to be homeless. Yeah, and um, no one grows up wanting to be homeless. No one grows up wanting to be a um, poor. No one grows up wanting to be an orphan. No one grows up wanting to be abused. No one wants to grow up yeah. having a mental health issue. No one grows up wanting to be addicted to substances. No one grows up wanting to be mean. The world leaves our, an imprint on us, but the power of the human condition is so amazing and so powerful. And with work, you can overcome anything that you are plagued with or you, a loved one is plagued with, whether that is psychotherapy, medication, Sometimes inpatient hospitalizations, you can overcome things. Do not define yourself by whatever it is you may have been diagnosed with or a loved one has been diagnosed with. They are simply things that you have. They are not things that you are. Free yourself from that psychological bondage because the prison that you are enclosed in, remember, the bars are simply shadows. So until next week, happy Thanksgiving. We appreciate all the work that you do. Of course, we can't Sorry. go an episode without Julie making uh, a noise. But feel free to get a hold of me through psychology um, today. Uh, you can email me directly at psychologyunplugged at outlook.com. Don't DM us 
Uh, you can contact us. You can respond to us at, at 617-750-9411, East Coast Standard Time. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, a psychology underscore unplugged underscore. But until we figure out, don't DM us. Just text me or call me. And texting away is always the best way to get a hold of me. So we appreciate uh, all that you guys have done for us. And we will continue to do this. Um, there's no shortage of topics, but... Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Love one another. Be well. Uh, I know I'm the more clinical person. Julie's the more emotional person. But I think our fit together hopefully conveys a message uh, of integrity and hope. All right. Take care, guys. Bye.